Good Sunday to you. It is Sunday. You might not be listening on Sunday, but it is Sunday, the time of recording, the 7th of October. And you're listening to The Larb, the podcast for creative people, artists, writers, craftspeople, people making stuff for the sake of it, for its inherent enjoyment, for the thrill they get out of the engagement. And I record this for the same reason. I write every Sunday for the same reason. It's something I I enjoy. I won't say I love it because I don't know what that means. But what I can say is I'm deeply engaged in it. And it gives me an enormous sense of fulfillment to come to my laptop machine, internet machine every Sunday and write an article and bang it out to you folks. Uh, I also narrate the article here on the podcast. And this Sunday is no different. I call it Sunday Letters. And this week... On the LARB podcast, I'm talking about the subject of art and creativity once again, with the title being, What is an Artist? What is an Artist is uh, a a number of sections that I've extracted from chapter one of the Artist's Manifesto. And I'm delving into the subject because I think there's a lot of misinformation uh, around what art is. The Artist's Manifesto is a book that's due out on the 15th of October and it doesn't necessarily have a definition for art or what an artist is because it's an open book and you'll read about that uh, in the Artist Manifesto. Uh, this is the, the long form version, the paperback. Uh, the short form version is available on the site. Uh, it was the first, uh, I suppose, draft of what's now become a book and uh, that's available to download at larrygmaguire.com today's topic uh, for Sunday Letters is like I said uh, an extract from that chapter 1 where I dig into the subject matter a little bit look at the the origin of the word art and artist see where it came from what our modern ideas of it uh, are and maybe uh, also our screwed up ideas of what art is and what an artist is bottom line I suppose, is that art is, or at least can be portrayed and played out in any line of work. And it's all to do with who we're bringing uh, to our work environment and our attitudes toward, towards work. Most of us have a negative attitude towards work. We look forward to Fridays and we dread Monday mornings. Sunday becomes a, a kind of a wind down from uh, a happy Uh, escape period which was the weekend and up into a heightened sense of pressure and uh, need to fulfill commitments you know we shuffle our kids off to other people to mind and then we join the rat race uh, in queues of traffic and uh, we essentially make other people's dreams come true rather than our own now that's not to say you can't that's not to say that you don't but in large part most of us dread our work. Most of us work as a means to an end. Most of us work uh, in exchange for coinage and uh, to pay debts and to buy shit we don't need. <laughs> That's the reality. Um, we're kind of suckers in that regard that we, we fall for these promises of a happier life in advertising um, when it's really just corporations looking to increase their bottom line. and They know us in large part more than we know ourselves, you know? And uh, that's a pity. So anyway, this subject, uh, 
this Sunday um, I'm digging into and uh, I hope you'll stick around that's coming up uh, right now Sunday Letters the 7th of October 2018 this week on Sunday Letters I'm asking what is an artist as I continue to share extracts from the forthcoming paperback The Artist's Manifesto with this question I'm taking the opportunity to edit and republish an earlier article insufficiently attempting to grapple with this subject the article is comprised of paragraphs stripped from different parts of chapter one from the artist's manifesto what is an artist what is an artist what is art how is artist defined and who exactly gets to set the definition is everyone an artist like picasso said or is it that creative genius is reserved for those fortunate enough to be blessed with talent at birth as the ancient greeks and romans believed some ideas of what constitutes arts, art and as a consequence the artist are narrow and elitist. Some, such as this manifesto, are open and all-inclusive, suggesting that everyone is an artist, albeit perhaps lying in wait. In this opening chapter we will explore the possible answers to these questions and the nature of what it means to be an artist. We will look at what recent history says about art and seek to dispel some of the popular conventions we have established relating to art and work. The origin of the term artist. The use of the term artist dates back to the 13th century and is derived from the French word artiste, the Italian word artista, and from the Latin ars. Initially used to refer to someone who exercised their skill in the areas of the arts such as history, poetry, comedy, tragedy and astronomy, it later in the 15th century came to apply to those who were skilled in any of the visual arts or craftsmanship. In scholarly endeavours, the term Bachelor of Arts was used to describe one who excelled at human workmanship or systems of rules and traditions for performing specific actions in fields such as the sciences or liberal arts. The scholarly term is still employed today, although many college graduates may not see themselves as artists, unless, of course, they have studied in areas of creative arts such as writing music or performance. In contemporary culture, creativity in domains of the arts, science and crafts still possess somewhat of a mystical quality. Given that most religions refer to the creation of the world as the work of one or more divine beings and the degree of influence religious ideology has had over conventional thinking, that's not surprising. The ancient idea of artists. From the earliest study of the design and structure of the universe, including human beings, there was never much doubt regarding the existence and influence of these supernatural forces. Greek mythology spoke of the muses, nine daughters of Zeus and Nemocene. Each of the muses was believed to be the guiding spirit and source of creative inspiration to artists, philosophers and scientists of the time. Despite the considerable interval since the days of Plato's ancient Greece, the term muse still survives. Today, when I suggest that I have lost my muse, I refer to the lack of creative inspiration, my control over it and perhaps its ultimate indeterminate nature. The ancient Romans too had their links between the divine and artistic expression through the term genius. The term initially stood for the noble spirit who guided a person through life and afforded them distinct individuality. Later, during the Renaissance period in Europe, the word became a reference to someone with supernatural gifts, intelligence or talent. In the last 100 years or so, however, with the development of empirical scientific research, the idea of artists or the worldly source of inspiration has all but been removed. The contemporary definition of artist. 
These days there exists the widespread notion that creativity and the artist by association is something as banal as a binary system. To some investigators our creative expertise is no longer mysterious. It is merely the result of practice and repetition resembling that which is programmed into a machine. Psychologists such as Anders Ericsson mostly believe that your creative exploits are no more than the results of dedication to your craft. Maybe this is so, but if it was, how then would any domain of work ever develop into something previously undiscovered? How would we ever see beauty in anything ever made if it were merely the product of ones and zeros? Through the reductionist ideas of science we have come, which have come to prominence, we have reduced this wonder and marvel of art to a stale and soulless process of a dumb and random universe. Perhaps in this we've gone too far. The Artist Stereotype Today when we refer to art and those who practice it, we are generally referring to someone we consider creative, someone who makes original bespoke things, writes, paints, draws or performs in some way. We see craftspeople as artists, or at least capable of being artists. Artists are slightly off-centre, they live somewhat of a bohemian lifestyle, maybe a little crazy or challenged socially in some way. Artists indeed are not wealthy, in large part we see them as the complete opposite. Perhaps they are a little bit scatty, disorganised and undependable. But in all of those stereotypes we never really get to the hub of what an artist is. We inherit these ideas and apply them unquestionably. The term artist is really quite broad and, and can include people from all walks of life, engaged in all areas of expertise, within all personality types and may or may not be doing their work for a living. In many respects the concept we hold in mind of what an artist is dictates how we pursue our careers. There are many stereotypes we use to group ourselves and other creative people. Holding ourselves and others to a stereotype is fine, as long as we accept that stereotypical views are not necessarily correct and may inhibit us. As far as the artist's manifesto is concerned, an artist is whatever you decide it is. It's an open book. It's good to remember, however, that putting art in a box with a label limits our creative expression and slows our development. Ideas are powerful. They encourage thought and behaviour in you and me. And if these thoughts of who we are don't support and promote, they restrict. We've got to create work for the sake of creating it. Let it flow and allow it to be whatever it will be. In the process, we should be who we need to be at that moment. Then when we are done, let it go. Art in work. We have seen how society has adopted stereotypical views of what art is and of what it means to be an artist. Historical pretense and portrayals in our favourite movies, novels and TV have all played a role in this. The creation of art is otherworldly and impossible for us mere ordinary people to produce, let alone build a well-paying career around. In many respects we assume that there is no room for art in our work. Our work is transactional, formulaic. We do as they tell us. You may be a graphic designer, a painter, a plumber, an accountant or a basket weaver and within the boundaries of your profession make very useful everyday things. You make stuff and people pay you for it, but on the whole, you feel there's nothing remarkable about what you do. You see your work as functional, with no room for such whimsical notions as art. Therefore, for many of us, work has become a means to an end. Professional artists versus amateur. Professionalism in the arts, arts is reserved for elites, people with exceptional talent enough to make it. Utility for the rest of us is the name of the game. And if what we make cannot be utilised, then we risk becoming useless members of society. 
so we play it safe and we make a choice. If we are to pursue this creative endeavour that we love so much, then we better make it make it a pastime as an amateur. Because to work in this field professionally is the stuff of idle dreams. It seems to be set in stone then. In the humdrum of ordinary life, our work can never be remarkable or reflect anything close to something called art. Bringing art to our work is not an option. So I call bullshit on this idea. It's a lazy conditioned mind that accepts this notion. A mind satisfied in its dissatisfaction. We are capable of experiencing so much more if we are only brave enough to graciously present the middle finger to those established ideas and take a chance on ourselves. Art is giving a shit about the work we do to such a degree that we become completely immersed in the doing of the thing solely for the sake and the gratification we obtain from it. Blinkers on, yet aware of everything. One with the work. Distractions, self-consciousness and the need to have results turn out a particular way are all removed. This is what art is. And this is what an artist does. Thanks for listening to this week's Sunday Letters. You know, the overriding <clears throat> uh, question or query I have um, when I'm writing this book is uh, one of the one of the many that there isn't just one but uh, one of the many questions I have in my mind as I write this book is what is work to us what what do we mean by work and what what do we get from work I mean is it simply a means to an end is it just a transactional thing that we go in on a Monday and leave on a Friday and maybe give over our weekends in some cases and uh, uh, accept uh, cash in return and that's all it is and really I think if that's all it is for most of us well then most of us will inevitably end up in a very difficult position uh, asking ourselves what the what in the name of god am i after doing here um look how long i've spent doing this what have i achieved um i've made and i've done everything they said i was to do but really nothing much has changed i feel like i've been waiting around for a big day for too long and it hasn't come and it doesn't really feel like it's going to come because that's what they do you know from the time we're in school they dangle a carrot and we chase the carrot and uh, we continually strive for better for higher grades for uh, increased sales for um, higher wages and and higher status and and when we get it nothing really much is different you know we have this positive anticipation that life will be better next week or next year but it never really materializes not really and underlying our entire activity uh, is this sense that we've been sold a bit of a pup, you know? Now, I know it's not the case for everybody. I mean, if you're an artist or a writer, you might already be be achieving complete fulfilment from your work, even if you're not getting paid a whole lot for doing it. Um, now, that in itself can cause other problems, such as resentment for the work and what have you. That that happens too. But I think fundamentally, uh, if we're doing what we love to do, if we're in- entirely engaged in the work for its inherent enjoyment, well, then it's bound to lead us somewhere good the only ones responsible then for it not are us and I think if we're doing work that we don't enjoy that doesn't engage us fully well then we've no one to blame except ourselves like we do have an opportunity to change that although it can be a bit of a painful process um, 
I don't think we have too many options. Otherwise, we carry on doing stuff that we've always done and continue getting the same results. And then we teach our kids to do the same. And that's what the, the mainstream does. The mainstream teaches you that here's the subject matter that you need to learn. Here's the here's what you need to know um, in order to become a successful and a reasonable member of society. And if you don't manage to learn the stuff that we're telling you, well, then there's something wrong with you. That's the underlying narrative, you know. And uh, for those who manage to fulfill the requirements of the system, well, then you'll do all right financially and the system will congratulate you and pat you on the back. But for those who don't, uh, you fall out the wayside and um, you end up doing shitty jobs and uh, feeling the inadequacy of your lot. <laughs> for those in, even in the even within the channels of ordinary society, there's this feeling of inadequacy and feeling of always chasing something better, you know. Advertisers help us along with that. Marketers try and sell us shit we don't need. It's, uh, although it's blatantly obvious to me, um, and it may be blatantly obvious to you too, it, it, it takes a lot to admit to ourselves that I'm I'm in the wrong place here. I've been doing the wrong thing. Uh, and sometimes it requires us to hit a bit of a wall in order to wake up um wake up to what's going on so this book the artist manifesto talks about the importance of doing something that we're fully engaged in it promotes the idea of purposeful accident which says that when we engage in something when we engage in something that's fulfilling and inherently enjoyable uh, and we do it for for the sake of it um without ulterior motive that good things come about and that's not to say that we just go willy-nilly through life and and wait for the big prizes to fall. That's not what it is at all. What it what it is, is that we do it. We do it first and foremost for the enjoyment of it, and then we allow that positive place to bring about whatever it will. And rather than trying to plan to the nth degree every single element of our lives, which popular commentary would say that we should be trying to do, at least we allow things to happen. And uh, that's what purposeful accident is. You set out on purpose to do a particular thing to the best of your ability and uh, watch what happens. I have to thank uh, Larry Robertson. I doubt he's listened to this. But uh, Mr. Robinson is an author and uh, his article on the Creativity Post was where I first encountered the idea of purposeful accident. It wasn't elaborated very much upon, but it fit straight away in the couple of sentences that I read um, where it was mentioned it fits straight away this idea that I had in my mind that the artist manifesto attempts to break down. So um, Larry Robertson, the Creativity Post, thanks a million for that. Uh, it's it's such a it's it's like hand and glove, purposeful accent with the whole ethos of the artist manifesto. So there you have it. If it resonates well, then that's great. Uh, I hope you get something from this book. Um, I know people are getting something from it already. It mightn't necessarily be be for everybody, but uh, it's something I feel passionate about. And continue, we'll continue to develop because it's not a finished product. Nothing is ever finished, really. So um, I'm going to wrap it up for now. Uh, if you'd like to get yourself a copy of The Artist Manifesto, the short form version, get over to larrygmcguire.com. I'll also have it available for free on Amazon very shortly in the next week or two. And uh, the paperback will be available too. Uh, if you like to support the work that I'm doing, uh, 
get over to patreon.com forward slash Larry G McGuire. I don't put adverts on here. I spend a lot of time uh, creating this podcast and writing those articles over on the site. And uh, you can help me uh, create more time to do that by becoming a, a patron. Buy me a pint, a cup of coffee or whatever. Well, then uh, I'd greatly appreciate it. And sure, if you don't, that's fine too. You can read and listen for free. So uh, anyway, until next time, I'm out of here uh, to enjoy the rest of my Sunday evening. Whatever day of the week you happen to be listening to this, thanks very much for tuning in. And uh, make sure you hit subscribe in this podcast. All right, take it easy. I shall talk to you later. Bye-bye.